Hello and welcome back to Upilile, the podcast. Here to serve your emotional wellness is Uzama Wutlemolefe, but my family calls me Uzama. And I guess we are at that point in the Upilile community where we can declare ourselves as a family. So in order to grow this family, please make sure that you're subscribed and show some love to the different conversations by leaving a like or a comment. But most importantly, share Upilile as a gift to those you love and desire a healthy emotional well-being for. Because my belief is that the various factors that influence us internally, whether it is our upbringing, family dynamics, or environmental factors, they trickle into how we show up in the various areas of our life. So this platform is purpose to provide a space where we have the uncommon conversation, allowing you to feel seen in your set of circumstances. And I have the pleasure of serving you in conversation because my favorite form of art is the art of conversation and hopefully leading you to an introspection so that you have a chance to show up as your most healed and authentic self in the environments of your calling. My desire is for you to live, fully live, so enjoy this conversation and we are back in in a brand new month the month of may super excited about that um let's address the elephant in the room i think my voice is getting a little bit better now but i just woke up so if my voice sounds a little bit deeper than normal um it is because i just woke up i'm one of those people um my voice is a little bit some some when i wake up and then as the day progresses it gets better so as we continue with this conversation my voice is going to get better right i promise so it seems like a while since we've had a conversation right um we just got out of an affirmation series where i just wanted to introduce the concept of having healthy conversations within yourself you know a lot of us know what it is like to speak well of others a lot of us know what it is like to encourage others a lot of us know what it is like to build others with our words but when it comes to doing that for ourselves there are places where we lack and we are only speaking to ourselves in our minds when we are criticizing something or we are only speaking to ourselves in our minds when we have a problem with something and we are addressing something but we don't have regular conversations where you're speaking well of your body regular conversations where you're speaking well if you find yourself in an anxious situation regular conversations where you're speaking well of the type of relationships that you attract now when i made a relationship um affirmations it's not just about the romantic relationships but it is important that as we walk out this purpose journey the people that you're attracting are people that add value to your life you know so speaking well in terms of that where we are speaking well with just various conversations that affect us solely as individuals so in that conversation of affirmations and it is something i i think i did express this in the introduction episode where i've been doing that for years for years 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 and i realized that people don't do that enough there are tons of videos or content around affirmations affirmations are something that we should be doing on a regular basis train your mind and when you train your mind to speak well of you once in a month once a year or if you saw it trending popularly in some space you're not doing it enough right so i just wanted to have those affirmation episodes there so that every single time you wanted to 
mold the way in which you speak about yourself, they would be available for you to listen to. And they would be available for different spheres and different arenas of your life, right? So I think that is something that we need to get we need to actually start working on, you know, because especially for some of us who are quite old, ah, to ask your parents to re-parent you by starting to affirm you and this and that and the other would be quite ridiculous, I think. Okay, you could, you could, you definitely could. Let, let me not say you can't. You definitely could have your parents sit 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 down and ask them, oh, okay, I didn't feel like you guys affirmed me that much while I was growing up. Um, I would love for that, you know, but sometimes I think we are in charge of the reparenting, right? We have to be the ones who are doing the things that we feel like could have been done a little bit better, you know, so you can do that through those affirmations because some of us actually also put this affirming thing onto our partners um, or your friends where you're expecting them to constantly praise you, but there's nothing wrong with being affirmed. As we all know, it's a love language. But when they're affirming a, on a person who's already in a deficit, you're making them work very hard. And I don't think it's fair to always expect people to be praising you for certain things when you aren't doing the same for yourself. So we do have an affirmation series. Please tune in as frequently as you can. Please ensure that your conversations within yourself are top tier. You know, because at the end of the day, in as much as you can work hard to be affirming to other people, in as much as you can work hard to speak well and build other people, you are going to be pouring out of yourself. And it's in, it's imperative, it's important that you are pouring out from a filled cup. So do that work of filling your cup and listening to your affirmations quite often. I listen, I, I read my affirmations every single day. You know, it's not a passing trend. It's good to develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Let us get on to today's conversation, right? Let us get on to today's conversation. Now, this conversation is a conversation that I did, I think, months back. Um, I think in the month of February, January, towards the end, I did these notes because I thought, you know, this would be an un important conversation to have. But then within the context of time, I was like, Zama, it's too early in the year to be speaking about rest. <laughs> it is way too early. It's February. People haven't even started smashing their goals and you're saying they must rest already. But I thought, okay, let me just continue to develop it and let me bring it on here and let's have this conversation. Feels good to be having conversations again. Right? Right. Now, we have come a long way. We have come a very long way as Ondaki, as black people. Now, it's already generalizing to say black people, but I've only been black. So I can't generalize and say the entire population because I don't know. Right. So I'll just say black people. But if this applies to you as well, that's OK. But we have come a very long way um, with regards to resting. Right. And I say that because we are now in a season where we embrace, you know, I have, I, I see people here and there doing self-care Saturdays and self-care Sundays where they embrace rest, right? The space that we're moving from is a space 
I think I noticed this especially when I'd been working. I remember that the first the, the first time I had a job, right? The first couple of weeks, obviously we all know, are the the period of adjusting. And I was adjusting to working, right? And I lived with my family and I was adjusting to working. And because I'd been home for a couple of months, my first two months I think were quite rough because if you're at home and you're not interacting with anyone at all and then all of a sudden you are interacting with 600 people per week that's a lot of energy to be interacting with you know so I would come back home and I would express that I was tired and I would express that I was tired. And I guess I kind of went a little bit overboard because I remember being told, Uti, we all go to work um, and you don't hear us complaining about being tired all the time. And I was taken aback a little bit. Like, I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? How can you compare in as much as, in my home, we were all working in the exact same environment. But how can you compare having worked in the same field for plus 25 years to me who just started working for two weeks? You know, now there, there are different ways and angles that you could come at this from. But for, for the, for as the weeks continued, right, I kept feeling tired and I was in a space where I no longer felt like I could express the fact that I was tired because, oh, some people have been doing this longer than I've been doing this, yet I'm the one who's who was seemingly constantly complaining, right? So I literally had to, or I literally felt like I had to just keep my mouth shut and adjust and I'd be fine eventually. But then I started to look at that conversation, you know, around being tired i started to look at that conversation around just needing to be fueled in certain areas of your life and i realized first and foremost that when a person expresses tiredness it is not a dissatisfaction of their current situation or an unappreciation of their current situation because that's how people read it and then people have to apologize for being tired in a particular area of their life because oh now they are viewed as being unappreciative for example let us say you are a mother and wow your kids are doing the most you know they are doing the most and you are in this beautiful position where you get to take care of them you get to take care of them full time you know and you are now tired or you are now worn out and then you express to people oh i am tired or i am worn out and people say oh but you're lucky you have kids <laughs> guys oh i'm working and yes you've been looking for work for a very long time and yes you know you appreciate the work that you do and yes it's a blessing that you have a job and then you express that oh i'm just feeling a little bit worn out i am tired and people are like ah but at least you have a job guys it is not a matter of not the lack of recognition 
you know we need to move out of that space of shaming people for being tired where people can't feel like they can express about being tired in a particular role to you as a friend to you as a family member because as soon as they express that tiredness you have a comeback as if they are not appreciating that particular moment that particular season that particular role that they get to play they realize it's a blessing i get to play this role but then i'm allowed to be tired i am allowed to say hey i feel like i need some a couple of hours to rest i need to do something that is refueling to me you know we don't shame a car for running out of petrol and say no you should have appreciated the petrol <laughs> you know i can't think of a good example but this sounds ridiculous and it should not be a thing anymore you know it should not be a thing where people have to now silence their emotions or how they feel about not being not feeling like they have enough in their cup and they can't complain about it because oh they should be appreciative of the fact that they get to right it 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 shouldn't be either or we should be living in a society that allows the polarity of different emotions to be felt at the same time you know these don't need to be mutually exclusive events they can be inclusive you can feel the one and feel the other you know you can be tired and still be appreciative of the season but need to be refueled you know and i feel like that is what i am trying to embrace in this conversation that is what i'm trying to bring forth that firstly if you're tired you're allowed to be tired we are giving you the permission to say i am tired and if we are the recipients of that information let us not translate an individual's needing an individual needing their cup to be filled as an unappreciation for the season that they're in or an unappreciation of the role that they are playing let the conversation be how can i help fill your cup or how or in which area do you feel like you need the rest in you know because that's also an important conversation as an individual i've realized sometimes i don't have the verbiage or the words as to what where exactly am i feeling some type of way because sometimes you're feeling tired but it's not exactly that your body is tired you know sometimes you're feeling tired but it's more that i don't want to be surrounded by people than it is that i want to actually go to sleep so we'll get into that conversation of the different types of rest but this is what i wanted to address first that people could feel both people could be appreciative of the fact that they have a car and still not feel feel tired and not want to drive and they shouldn't be shamed oh at least you have a car <laughs> you know let us be you know these small commentaries guys these small and these small commentaries happen all the time and i just want to also put this out there as conversation um I remember at my grandmother's house. In my grandmother's house on a regular day, 
um, maybe there's about 16 of us on this is just like a regular day and then if there's like a full house there's about 30 um, individuals just roaming the house at random right and my grandmother is one of those people who associate rest with laziness right like you can't despite the fact that this house is clean and everything is done the way that it's supposed to be done but the hunt just has views um that or some type of way with resting as especially as a female child but no lie she's not she she doesn't choose everyone should be busy and then you look at people on a daily being busy but not doing anything because we have learned that in order to deal with my grandmother we have to just look busy you know you have to just look like you're doing something because my grandmother doesn't like, like people sitting down you know so you have to look like you're busy guys it, it, it is to the point that my mom is now 53 my mom is my mom just turned 53 and my mom can't take a nap during the day because she's been shamed as a young woman that you should not be tired. You should not be resting during the day. Despite, despite the fact that the house is clean and every single chore that you are expected to do has been done. But she can't. She can't, she can't, she can't. My mom, my mom will take like five minute naps. And you're like, oh, you know, something will disturb her. And she says, how long have I been out? And I'm like, sis, you've only been sleeping for like five, ten minutes, you know, because there is just that notion. Guys, let's use productivity as productivity's measure, right? If there's an expectation, now I'm saying this to our mothers, of an individual to do a, B, C, and D. Allow the individual to do A, B, C, and D. And then enable them to do with their time what they feel is befitting afterwards. Right? Rest doesn't signify laziness. Especially if you've done what has been expected of you to do. You know, individuals need to recharge. Let us get out this rest shaming out of our out of our dialogue. You know, release people from these shackles of constantly having to look like they are busy. <laughs> For peace sakes, you know, constantly having to look like they are being productive, even when there is no need. Because, oh no. You know, if you're not looking productive and you're not looking like you're doing something, then you're being lazy. You know, when we were growing up, I was just reminded, when we were growing up, we were even told, like as in you must invent new chores and new spaces to clean and new things to do. Ah, oh, what you said I must do A, B, C, and D. Now I understand I might go on to E, but as in to make new chores until I get up to Z for the sake of not looking like I'm lazy. Oh what guys, let us stop that. <laughs> let us stop that. It is unnecessary pressure. But anyways, let's get on to today's conversation. That was just 
an addressing, a clarifying. But like there is something that I really wanted to talk about that is important with regards to rest. Now, we know that rest is spoken about. Rest is such an important thing that it is addressed in different religions. Um, We know about rest with regards to biblical principle that God created the heavens and earth and on the seventh day he rested. And not that I want to preach, you know, but if God created the heavens and earth and found it necessary to rest, it speaks to us that resting is a necessity, you know, It is not something that we have to earn. Um, Some people even move in a way in which they have trouble sleeping if they have not finished a number of tasks because they have to qualify to rest. Guys, rest is a necessity. And let us break ourselves from those shackles Oguti, yes, I am one of those people. I believe in hard work. I believe in doing what you know you're supposed to be doing. I believe in doing this and that and the other. It is by no means that I'm promoting the spirit of laziness. But, but, rest is not something that one must feel like, oh, you know, if I don't do A, B, and C, I'm going to punish myself and I'm not going to sleep easy. I, guys, no. No, I speak against that. I speak against that a lot, you know, because the productivity of days will never be the same, you know. It won't. You will have a season where you are productive and that season requires you to be productive, you know, and you're going at it and you're hitting this goal, you're hitting that goal and this and that and the other is happening for you. And then you'll have a season where things just aren't looking like what they're supposed to be. And it is because of the season that you're in. Maybe something else is being taught um, and something else is what you have to be dealing with. You can't then now punish yourself and the rest in which you need because, oh, um, I didn't do enough, so I don't deserve to sleep. Guys, let's, let's not work like that. So resting is something that is very important. Um, resting is something that is very important. And I want to speak about seven types of rest so that we know And we are able to kind of figure out, okay, what part of me is actually feeling tired? And then I'll share methods in which you can actually rest that part of yourself if you're feeling tired. So first and foremost, the first type of rest is physical rest, right? Where your body needs to rest. And the way in which you can address physical rest is by taking naps, sleeping, or getting a massage, Those are the three ways. Obviously, it's not exclusively just these ways. There are various ways, but these are the first three that came to mind. That when you are physically tired, physically worn out, these are the three types of ways in which you can deal with that tiredness physically. And you can rest by taking naps. You can sleep or you can get a massage. Secondly, it is mental rest. So this is where you're feeling like, 
my brain has just been taking too much information too much too much too much too much you know as people we have the tendency of just taking in taking in taking in taking in and when you aren't using this information or enabling this information to better you yeah well to you are just learning for the sake of learning it can happen that you feel like you have an information overload right and if we are feeling like we're mentally tired the different things that we can do is taking quick breaks short breaks so this can happen if you're at work if you're at work and you feel like i've been at this for hours and instead of making progress forwards i feel like at this point i'm just not doing what i'm supposed to be doing so you take quick breaks you can also take fresh air right just go out take a little bit of, of a stroll and take that fresh air that breathing in, that breathing out, that consciousness will, br will bring you to a better space, right? And then the third type of being tired that requires a rest is sensory, right? And I was just feeling this the other day. I, you know, I am, as I said, expressed before, being at home all day long means that you then get accustomed to a certain type of environment and your interactions are minimal and sometimes when i go out and i am interacting with a lot of people my my senses can get quite overwhelmed and going at like a very intense level right um i mean it feels like you are overly sensitive to everything you know so to deal with that firstly silence guys silence is okay <laughs> i know i seem like i talk a lot so it's weird for me to say silence is okay but silence is really okay you know get out of that space of feeling like you only can be silent firstly when you're al alone you can be silent with people and not at we don't need to be filling in the silence at all times, you know, so you're allowed to say, hey, you know, we're all chilling here, but I would love some, like just a silent session. You know, I have friends who used to come to my room and they would just sleep and pass out or we just sit in silence, you know, because I know, okay, they must be feeling overwhelmed in their space and they need just that silence rest and they know. You know, you don't always need to feel like you are filling in the spaces, filling in the gaps. You know, silence is a great way to deal with feeling like you're sensory overloaded. Second solution is floating therapy. Now, floating therapy involves floating in lukewarm water meant to match your body temperature mixed with Epsom salt. Right. And the idea around this is that it allows your body to enter into a deep state of relaxation so your body can enter into rest and repair and the fourth type of rest that we're going to speak about is creative rest and this is when you want to replenish yourself creatively right and the ways in which you can express this creative rest is by doing some form of art right going on a nature walk or going on a vacation if you have the luxury to do that that will help you to really get some ideas really be replenished creatively by seeing different scenes um of nature or visiting a place that you wouldn't ordinarily go to on a regular day 
It enables you to replenish creatively, right? And then the fifth one is emotional rest. Emotional rest, emotional rest, emotional rest. So if you're feeling like you are tired emotionally, the way in which you would go about resting is first and foremost, venting, right? Um, I always say this and I will say it again. It's very important that if you're venting, venting to a friend, venting to a family member, whoever it is, Ask them, are they in this space where they can listen to an individual vent? I don't believe in dumping on people, you know. Um, when my friends and I want to vent, we will first give a disclaimer, you know. If you're not in a good space, please do not open this VN because I am about to go off, right? Excuse me. And then you enable that person to say, oh, okay, I'm not in the space where I can listen to this right now. But hey... Maybe tomorrow or maybe the day after that, I'll be in a good space and I'll be able to take your venting, you right? And then they will openly and freely listen to your venting and give you that feedback, et cetera, et cetera. Because sometimes venting is just about getting it out. You know, you don't really want the consulting. You just want someone to listen to you, right? Always give people that space to be able to um, choose whether they're in... Cause at the end of the day, you want to vent to a person who's actually listening. And if you're venting to a person and they already have a lot on their plate, what you're essentially doing is just dumping all of those emotions, you know, because listening to a person complain, guys, it takes a lot from you, <laughs> you know, because by the time you leave the conversation, you are also carrying this load with them. You know, sometimes they're even feeling light, lighter and you're just like, wow that was a lot so it's better if a person is venting to you and you are emotionally ready to carry whatever it is that they're sharing with you secondly is asking for help so if you feel like you are just overwhelmed it's good to ask for help and the different methods could also be therapy right having someone who's an outside person listen to whatever it is that you have that's going on emotionally within yourself right? Therapy helps you air out your, as venting would, helps you air out your emotions, but with greater direction because they're looking to see what are the patterns. They're looking to see, oh, okay, so this is how you're feeling. Oh, every time you feel like this, it ends up with this, you know, so let's trace that back to your childhood. All of those, you know, they're helpful if you're feeling like you need that emotional rest. And then the sixth one is social rest. And the way in which you, so if you feel like, hey, I, I've been socializing. <laughs> For us who are introverts, where like socializing doesn't really hmm, do all that much for you. Because I, I can only do, I know for myself, I only can do like a limited number of hours. You know, people who like go out this week, go out next week, I applaud you. It just could not be me. It, it can never be me. <laughs> because I just get tired. You know, I just get tired. And then you look at um, like the pressures of nowadays where you have to go out and then you have to have like these TikTok moves crammed in your head just in case the song comes. Guys, I could not be born in this I'm a 2000 era. <laughs> because <laughs> it's too much anyways we're digressing but if you feel like you're socially exhausted um some something that's good that would be good to do is also spending some time alone um i thrive in time alone that's what helps me recharge turning off your phone i promise you're you're not gonna miss out on anything um 
just turn that phone off turn that phone off delete those apps off if you feel like they're the ones that are emotionally or socially exhausting you because you have to feel you feel like you have to be kept up you have to be keeping up with what is going on on instagram what is going on on tiktok what is going on on facebook delete those apps or switch off that phone right or even a chat with a friend right that would help you just diffuse socially and then last but not least it is spiritual rest spiritual rest and the ways in which you can go about resting spiritually is having a community um that you're dependent on which is what churches are formed out of having that community so that you're able to recharge or rest spiritually because in that type of community you have people who are also helping carry you and carry the loads or whatever it is that you're feeling you know and then in prayer as well prayer is very 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 important um tiny a problem shed is a problem half solved i don't know i might be misquoting that but prayer prayer hey maybe one day we'll talk about it prayer does prayer does a lot and it's good for resting spiritually and then meditation 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 looks like different things for different people you know um meditation doesn't always need to look like um a buddhist person sitting on a mountain in absolute silence for four hours you know it takes time to build up to that um i admire the way in which monks are able to collect their minds and get into that space of meditation but meditation can look different and from the books that i've read um i think i've read a book by Thich Nhat Han. Thich Nhat Han, who's a Buddhist monk, um, he speaks about mindfulness. You know, the whole experience of meditation is to be fully present as an individual in that moment. Because sometimes we are doing stuff, but we are looking at the next thing or we're looking at the thing after this. We are just doing this um, as an item that we need to tick off on our to-do list. And then we're getting to this ultimate goal or this ultimate thing that we're looking to do. And this book that I was reading, um, I think it's called Mindfulness. I think, yeah, this book I was reading was speaking about being mindful and present, you know, and he's, he speaks about when you're washing the dishes, wash the dishes. Ha, be in a mind space where you're like, I cannot be doing anything else or anything better than washing the dishes at this particular point in time. You know, and that helps tune you into the moment because sometimes you're washing dishes, but you're rushing to the movie and then you're watching the movie, but you're rushing to go to bed and then you're rush and then everything in life is never experienced as a present moment it is experienced as a gateway leading to the next thing you know and he speaks about mindfulness so that's what um i believe that's my personal interpretation of meditation it's speaking to mindfulness in the now and being present in the now and i feel like that spiritually aligns you, you know spiritually doesn't need to be something that is well, like angels singing <laughs> and this and that and the other you know but for me who who is christian it's that presence with the holy spirit in the simplest of activities you know that in trueness 
you know, where you're able to listen to yourself, um, just be fully present in whatever it is that you're doing in that particular point in time. So that's a way in which you can um, spiritually rest as well. So the seven ways were physically resting, mentally resting, sensory resting, creativity, resting creatively um emotionally socially and spiritually right i hope you guys enjoyed this conversation um do stay tuned into more conversation on opili live the podcast if you haven't um please do subscribe please do like please do leave a comment um and share how it is you're relating with this conversation and please 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 do tune into past episodes that you have not listened to um i would truly truly appreciate it i feel like there is something there even if you feel like you can't relate sometimes but challenge yourself because you we don't know what the future holds and what our future looks like so be well well versed in your conversations and in your views of things right um peace be unto you